Welcome to the Diary of a Ghost Hunter podcast with your frightfully good hosts and paranormal investigators, Anne and Renata. Join the chaos weekly as we tell you what has inspired us, what cases we're investigating, what is driving us round the twist, and the true horror of what goes on in the background of being a ghost hunter. This is a Frightfully Good production. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Diary of a Ghost Hunter with your hosts Anne Rekovic and Renata Daniel. Ghost hunters extraordinaire? Well, not really. We're paranormal investigators. This week's episode, we are going to be talking to you about curses, collaborations, the butzers, the magazine, maybe a little bit of... Uh, it's a promotion. Yes, a bit of promotion, and performing at a festival. So, here we are with our next little story, little insight Diary of a Ghost Hunter, where we tell you all about everything that goes on in the background of trying our very best to run a paranormal business. Yeah, and uh, to make a living out of it, which in some circles itself is a quite controversial. Mm, absolutely. But are we making money out of the dead or are we making money out of the business of people's interest within the paranormal? That's a whole topic on its own. It is. Yeah. We'll have to tackle that in the new year. We've done a couple of things over the last few weeks and one of them being that something that we did quite a number of weeks ago oh. finally came out. We've had to keep it secret for so long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a uh, photo shoot and a story for New Idea, which is one of our magazines here in Australia. And uh, this was done a couple of weeks prior to Halloween. And they did say to us it will be out on the week of Halloween. So you're going to have to wait. And with these things, you never know, because if something really big happens in the world, stories like ours get pushed back and sometimes will never appear again. So it's probably best not to say anything rather than, you know, bring everyone to that point of we're waiting for this to come out and then it doesn't. Yeah. So, yes, we did. We, we had did. a two-page. Yeah, two pages. Two pages. With the ghost How good credits. is that? Yeah. <laughs> it was an absolute delight to work with the journalist and the photographer that they sent. We we do like to uh, be in front of a camera and we like to misbehave. Well, not misbehave, play up to the camera. And we had a lot of fun. Yeah, we, it was good. We did some sort of vibey sorts of pictures and spooky pictures and hammered up pictures. Of course, and, that's the ones that they would use. Yeah, so, of course. Yeah. But they had as much fun as we did. Yeah, I think they stayed a little bit longer than what we expected because mm. we're just having too much fun. And yeah. thank you also to Maitland Jail for us allowing to film all of that there and use the backdrops. Yeah, absolutely. So that was a tick. That was a big tick for us. Really, really good. And thank um, you, New Idea. 
thank you, new idea, absolutely. We also were invited to be guest speakers at a local festival. Again, this was held at Maitland Jail, and it's called the Bitter and Twisted, which is probably us. Yeah. Bitter and Twisted. They thought of us as soon as they said Bitter and Twisted. Festival. (laughs) And this is a two-day event which draws in all of the local breweries, people who are doing their little, you know, Batches of beer, um, yeah, boutique craft beers, yeah, and there's a ciders, lot. There's a food. lot in the area because we have our big wine region around here, and a lot of them have diversified and are now making beer as well as wines and cider and ciders. Mm. And so all of these people came in, obviously, to the jail, uh, which is a great venue for that sort of thing. And we were asked to come in on the first day, the sad day, to do some talks about the ghosts of Maitland Jail, which mm. we said, yes, absolutely, very happily it was we shall great do that. To actually have some of the information of the jail itself being presented at the jail. So it was, we were very honoured to be asked to do that. Yeah. But we had a few issues, and we had a couple. We? Just well, a couple firstly, of firstly, when we were asked, we've gone, oh, yes, that would be great. We'd love to do that. And I didn't realise that I had booked a weekend away, a much-needed weekend away with my husband. We were meant to be away from the Friday to the Monday in Port Macquarie. And, yeah, I stuffed up. Mm. So... I had to drive back on the Saturday morning to do Bitter and Twisted all day and then drive back Saturday night. I wasn't popular, but I could get away with it because he had to ditch me for a holiday for work. Yeah, Um, yeah, work got in the road of a holiday. I went anyway. I go by myself. I don't care. I took the puppy dogs with me. had a great time. So, yeah, I got away with that. But uh, that was the first error. The second error, which we worked out when we got there and realised trying to set up the uh, the cameras and um, the microphones and everything, was that there was music outside playing loudly. Very loudly. Very loudly. And we were in the auditorium and we, we knew that there was quite a bit of soundproofing in there it wasn't too bad but when we were talking there happened to be like a heavy metal band on and there is a video of me somewhere trying to talk yeah above the top of it to the beautiful people that attended and it's quite amusing but even with microphones it it was a challenge Mm. but I suppose that's you you live and learn with those ones Mm -hmm. So there was absolutely nothing we could do about it. Yeah. Um, the priority, of course, were the people outside and all the stallholders and everything out there. Uh, the music was Oh, they're pumping. having a ball. Yeah. So you had this opportunity to come in and listen to talks and, and other things that were going on in the auditorium. Unfortunately, the noise level was just atrocious. <laughs> But so. that's okay. We we had a lot of fun and we got to meet some people who were very enthusiastic about the ghost. So that was all worth it. Yep. Just... Poor Roman, never mind. Yep. Long-suffering husbands, as we like to call them. (laughs) And, of course, we're starting to now think about 2024, as Mm. you do, because you have to start to set dates. Sometimes people don't know this. People don't know that a lot of these bookings that we make at sites have to be done months in advance. So they have to go through committees or through trusts that are associated with those sites. They have to be okayed and then they have to be written into diaries. And so this isn't something that can happen when a person rings up and says, do you have a tour on Saturday night that I can go to? Or can we go to uh, this place on Saturday night? I've got a few people who want to come. 
sometimes these things take a really long time to organise. So we have started to put in our dates for 2024. We'll be starting to put up new tours. We've put up a few, but we are starting to put up new tours. Again, depending on what we are also going to need to work around uh, and our commitments to overseas travel. So uh, And local travel too. Yeah, there might be a, a few things that are coming up that, yeah, we just need to make spots in our diary for. So it's like you've got to wait for one thing so that then you can put another thing on. And, yeah, it's it's, it's hard. cogs in the wheel, really. Yeah. Uh, until you sort of fix this one up, you can't actually adjust this one over here. Yeah. So yeah. it's a lot of waiting and, well, we can't make a decision until you make a decision. Okay, well, we can't make a decision until they make a decision. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, even things like getting artwork approved for thumbnails for events yeah. that that even takes sometimes weeks to do uh to, to go through all the correct hands to make sure that it represents the brand and i get it it mm. needs to represent the brand that is being offered yeah. so it's all these little things that you don't even think about mm-hmm. yes and that you don't know because we don't talk about it we just go ahead and we, you know, do what we normally do. And sometimes you have to shuffle things around. And the worst thing is when things get cancelled, which mm. is really heartbreaking. We try not to cancel things. I think I've maybe cancelled maybe three things over this last year. And it um, comes down to the finances of the time. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's got tough. to cover costs. It's tough at the moment, not only for us, but for you guys as well. Are we in a recession? or no, Technically not. Te- no, they don't want to admit to not. it. Uh, but there is tough times and interest rates have just gone up. Again. And sort of doing entertainment style things uh, where you go out for the night move further down the list. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, generally our tours do book out. We are very lucky, but some of the more little boutique ones that might be a little bit further out are suffering Yeah, because people also have to look at getting accommodation and meals when they're, they're travelling that far out. Yeah. So we understand, but also it puts us in a position that we we have to cover the hire of the location. So if we don't have enough people to cover the hire of the location, sadly, we, we have to cancel. Mm. Yeah. Well, not just the hire of the location, but the time of the people driving there and driving back and presenting the tour. You can't do it for nothing. That's right. And this is when it becomes difficult when everybody's waiting for the last minute to book because people do book or we book our sites in advance. And we also have to give these sites notice if we are going to cancel. And we've got to give people notice if we're going to cancel. We can't cancel a tour the day before the tour's about to happen. That's really unfair. Because people can't get money back on their yeah, accommodation. Absolutely. We can't get money back on the tour, the location hire. So a lot of things to consider. So if you've got the opportunity to book a little bit further out, please, guys, do it. It, it helps everybody. Yeah. Absolutely. And yes, thank you for booking January already, yeah. which is great. You put up thank one you very much. today or yesterday? yesterday. It's already sold out. It's sold out, yeah. yeah. I have to put some more up. Now, <laughs> that kind of brings us to doing collaborations and, and why some teams are investing a lot in collaborating with others. And I know our, our business works partly on tours and partly on what we do online. Online, it doesn't really matter that 
much because, I mean, you've still got to book places and you've still got to come in and pay. But when you're actually booking tours and events, uh, you have the public, the general public that you have to deal with as, as well as the sites that you have to commit to. And so some teams are preferring to collaborate or to add extra people into the mix so that they can, I guess, benefit from the collaborators' followers and make a, a little bit of a larger, you know, pool of people that might be interested in coming and supporting them. Like I know there's a great collaboration between Haunted Horizons and Amy's Crypt. Yep. They've been doing some work together and their audiences get to learn about the other audience and it's it's a really nice way of doing it. Mm-hmm. And we have collaborations with Isaac Butterfield. Yes. <laughs> and yes. Claire. Yes, we've done collaborations over a year or two, actually, with them. Yeah. Uh, they've taken time off because, of course, little Atticus was born. Uh, and so they haven't been doing anything for, you know, about a year. And but I have now, to say, Claire and Isaac are the most beautiful parents. They are. They're so gorgeous with him. But they are ready to step back it's into time. doing some paranormal things. So, yeah, look out for what might be coming up in 2024. We had a big chat to them today. We had a, a meeting. Oh, we had coffee. to talk. talk <laughs> it's a meeting. Yeah, we had a meeting. We had a meeting to try and work out what we could do together, what would be possible. So We've come mm. up with some really good ideas, actually. Yeah, we have. We've just got to see if it all slots in together and, and actually happens. But there will be more coming with the Devil's Advocate. And he's a very different person on Devil's Advocate than he is the comedian Isaac Butterfield. I mean, there's he's still a funny bugger, but a lot of those other views stay over there and he's very different on what we do yeah. with him. And if you have a site or if you have something that you think might be worth all of us coming over and doing an investigation that could be filmed. We'd like to do Interstate too. Tell us. Let us know. Send us a message at Anne at, at com. Yep. So O-Z-P-A-R-A-T-E-C-H dot com. We might even go international. We'll see. Mm. But certainly around Australia. We'd love yep. we'd love a couple of places uh, interstate. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, because he's doing some touring interstate. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we might be able to tag along. Mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll say we'll babysit. Yeah, so that is happening. But that's not the only type of collaboration that happens with teams. There are uh, some teams that will 
help each other because mm. there is actually quite a bit of paperwork that goes on behind the scenes when you're running tours and events and you will be dealing with authorities like councils or big businesses that need insurance and work health and safety things and I know that we have reached out several several million times to one of the beautiful teams in Sydney and they've always put their hand up and, and helped us out with wording of things because they've they've got many tours themselves that they're that they're running and we finally got the opportunity to help them this week so I was rather chuffed that we could finally finally yeah, yeah. offer them something yeah. <laughs> so yeah there's, there's we don't have to compete against each other we can all help each other it's really important I hate the word para-unity. I really do. I hate it with a passion. It's used as a weapon. Normally people who are spouting para-unity are saying, oh, you know, you, you're not part of the para-unity. It's because you're not doing what they want you to do. You're not fitting into what they believe is the paranormal mould. And so they call you out as not being part of the community. I really don't like it when people do that. Mm. It's a horrible word. Oh, there's always something that's going to upset someone about something. Yeah, um, always. Mm. But there's there's been a bit of a theme, hasn't there, over the last week or so. With Now, that is your microphone there, Renata, which you need to talk into. Otherwise, we're not going to hear your voice on the camera. Oh, okay. So, you... <laughs> up there. <laughs> I do love working with Renata, but she's not technological <laughs> at all. Oh. That is the microphone. That is, we've got two microphones because we've got the podcast recording and that's the video one. So I, I need both of them up there, please, Renata. Okay. All right. <laughs> I may have failed there epically, but have never you mind. Have been we playing see. with that in your lap I, the whole I have. Time? I've, been, I've, been, I've been doing oh, this. No. So. <laughs> we might not have anything there. Okay. Oh, anyway, no. anyway, 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 anywho. The, 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 yeah, maybe we're cursed. I don't know. Oh, stop. <laughs> uh, look, over the last week or so, I've had a couple of people who have contacted me um, via email and in person who believe that they could possibly be cursed because of the amount of bad luck that is coming their way. And this is a real difficult situation because when you start to feel that you are cursed, you observe everything under a microscope. You put everything that happens to you under a microscope and it tends to go into the I'm cursed basket. And of course, the more you feel cursed, the more you get anxious and suspicious of things. And so it becomes a real vicious circle. We actually did a podcast on it today Yeah, on uh, somebody who was told they were cursed and... Mm. Went crazy. Yeah. And by the way, Renata, you are right. That is the microphone. That's just the... Bitch. <laughs> I knew what I was doing. Yes, you did. So uh, this uh, is a really interesting conversation to have with people because they kind of think that if... And I've been asked this often. If I get a crystal, will that take the curse away is there a crystal that will take the curse away is there some smudge that will take the curse away and the, the bottom line to that is no no it won't it might help you feel better but you're always going to be hanging out for the next thing that happens and will you put that in the cursed basket or not if you have a really good week after that or a few weeks after that when nothing bad happens 
do you believe that the curse is lifted? And then if something does come back or does happen that's not too good, has the curse come back? So it's this. But do they even recognise the good things that are happening around them, or are they just looking for the next bad thing that shows them they've got the curse? Of course, of course, you're not. You, so you the attention moves. Yeah, your, your balance um, is now biased towards everything that is negative in your life because that is now that belief that has um, really overtaken everything else in your life. And can I tell you, in life, bad things happen. Every day, bad things happen, but good things happen too. Mm. So it's up to you what you put your focus and your attention on. Nobody can make you look at the good things that are happening in your life. You've got to look for them yourself. Yeah. Just the fact that you woke up this morning, there's a start. Mm. Why I'm raising this or why we're raising this is because we deal with this often and it's a difficult situation because people come in or talk to you believing that you can help them by giving them an item that is going to assist. Now, Isn't that bypassing a little bit? Partially that's correct from uh, the point of view that if you believe something is helping you, if you believe with all of your might that something is helping you, it does. Just as if you believe with all of your might that you are cursed, you are. So it's a psychological thing as well as a physical thing that is going on. And it's not an easy conversation to have and it's not one conversation to have that will fix it. So there might have to be a series of things that are occurring as well as help and assistance for that particular person to really sit down and understand and work out are these things that are going on really reflective of something that could be a curse or is it just life that is going on and you've you've just mucked it all up and put it in you know that thing of it, I'm too unlucky it's not possible for all of all of these things to have happened just to me in this period of time so when you have this idea about your life and that it is happening please number 1 go and see a doctor and just get some information rule for yourself. Out, rule out brain chemistry first. Yeah, rule out the stuff that might be going on for you in your head. And I'm the first person to put your hand up and say that because I've only just realised myself I've had issues with brain chemistry. So yeah. do it. Sit logically and think about the things that have gone wrong and would they have been something that happened just because life's getting hectic and you aren't paying attention to things and and so uh, there are more than you know often would be errors of judgment or accidents and things like that is it just life are they things that are so twisted and bizarre and really off the scale of normal that you are thinking that something is going on uh, and I, I have to say that there are a couple of theories of thought about this. Number one, there aren't too many people that can really put a curse on you. And again, you've got to go back to the belief systems of people because there are a lot of countries that still believe in curses as being a viable weapon against people and it still goes on generation after generation. So it is a thing that a lot of people from different countries do believe in solidly. I've got to take that into account. And I was told one thing one time, and I've got to try and work out whether this is something logical or not. And the person said to me, curses are the worst in the hands of people who don't know what they're doing. 
So you have people who are very much into occult systems and they learn a lot behind it. And if they perform a curse, it is to a particular recipe, if I can say that, and they do it correctly, whether that is empowered or not. I'm not sure. It depends on the person. I guess the worst is when someone thinks they can do something and really mucks it up um, because they really don't know what they're doing and it backfires and it backfires off most often than not on them. And this is something that you really need to just stay clear of. If you don't know what you're doing or you're kind of going, no, I'll read a book and I'll do this for the very first time. I'll watch YouTube. The suggestion is no, don't. The only person that's going to really suffer from this is yourself because you've put so much negative energy into something hurtful for somebody else. It will and then if you something, will bear the grief of that. If something happened to them, mm. and look, it might just be something in life that, that happens, like maybe they're in a car accident or something, you could then scar yourself for the rest of your life mm. thinking that you did that. Yeah. You probably didn't, but it was just the timing of what happened. And look, you can go into a shop and say to them, Please give me some things to help me break my curse. And they can sell you a truckload of stuff. They can recommend someone who can come and break the curse for you. You'll put your hands deep into your pockets and keep pulling out that cash. Or you can hopefully find someone like Renata who will tell you the truth. If you think you've got a curse, you're right. Because you've cursed yourself. Mm. Yes. And if, if you think that that is something that's going on in your life, please... Get some help. Sit down with someone, whether from your someone who can help from the doctor's perspective, not someone who's going to confirm your bias and goes, "Oh yes, oh yes," because you want to hear that. Yeah, someone who's neutral. Yep, and um, and sit down, have a chat to them. If if everything else has been accounted for, and you are really going through something exceptionally bizarre in your life. Go to someone um, who is a, a spiritual leader, a spiritual person in your community and sit down and have a chat to them. If you do trust someone in your local church, go and talk to them. Go and talk to them and get, get some help. But don't stick with it and do nothing because it will ruminate in your mind and just create more and more fear. So bottom line is get some help. Get some help with, from someone that you can trust and deal with it. Yeah, I think that's us for today. That's it. We yeah. apologise that we're not getting this out regularly. We keep hoping to, but life gets in the road and we are super, super busy. We are off for our Christmas party next weekend. Mm -hmm. We are taking the team out for a lovely weekend and we'll report back on that later. We won't tell you where we're going just yet, maybe when we, we get back. And we've got some of our new volunteers that are joining us. Yeah. So we're very excited to uh, get them out into the field and get them investigating excellent so well, until then hopefully we'll see you before christmas yeah uh, oh we should yes. <laughs> yeah. But in the meantime we'll see you on the dark side stay spooky be frightfully good don't, don't be, be a, a dickhead, dickhead. <laughs> bye everyone bye Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of Diary of a Ghost Hunter. Make sure you check out our True Hauntings podcast, Spooky Sunday podcast, and make sure you have a frightfully good night.